all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of internal medicine and pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Good morning, and welcome to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm your host, Josie Bidwell, Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine and Nurse Practitioner at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Joining me in the studio today, I have Rebecca Butts. She is a registered dietitian, also at UMMC, and I'm so excited about our topic today, and really the title that Rebecca came up with, because it's wonderful. I asked her um, to help me put together a show about budget eating, and she came back with eating right when money is tight and I adore it. So that is what we will be talking about today. If you've been to the grocery store recently, you will know those uh, numbers are are ticking up on you there. And so we've got some tips and strategies for helping you kind of make the most of your money when you're at the grocery store and at home. If you have a question or a comment for us, you can always email us fit at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Josie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for agreeing to come on. This is this is your first time here with us on Southern Remedy. So, but it will not be your last. I know. I hope not. No, absolutely. I am a regular listener. Yay! Thanks for listening. So, tell us a little bit about what you do. Your kind of your background as a, a dietitian. So, as a res- registered dietitian, I have been practicing in nursing homes, dialysis clinics, a lot of clinical settings. Um, I started out in school doing nursing school and thought, this is not for me. I don't want to touch people. I just want to talk to people. So a dietitian was right. Uh, so I went to Southern Miss, got my undergrad, my master's degree, and did the internship. And um, I am in my happy place because talking about food is all I ever do. So talking about food in my full-time job is right. Well, that's wonderful. And yeah, touching is required as a nurse. Uh, we, we do have to, to touch folks. Um, and, you know, I'm glad that you found where you're supposed to be. You know, that's the, the good thing about healthcare. There's so many different roles for folks to take in healthcare, And that's one of the reasons I like to highlight uh, dietitians and um therapists and all different kinds of folks on this show because it takes this whole team of folks to help take care of people and the dietitian is the nutrition expert you got it as much as i like to think i know a fair amount about nutrition you guys know all the things and i always look to you guys to to point me in the right direction so you work um now at umc And something called the Evers Care Clinic, which I think is wonderful. I send patients through all the time. But tell us about Evers Care. Thank you for your referrals, first of all. (laughs) So the University of Mississippi Medical Center has the Marley Evers Williams Institute for the Elimination of Health Disparities, which is a mouthful. So we call it Evers Care Clinic. And 
Everscare Clinic is UMC's way of addressing a lot of the social determinants of health that people struggle with. So we know that physical environment, behavioral health, um, social determinants of health makes up a lot mm. of how people um, or their health ca- outcomes. Absolutely. Uh, so a one in five Mississippians are food insecure and one in four Mississippi kids go to bed hungry each night. So that was a really big part of why UMC decided to create a Evers Care Clinic or a, a clinic to provide for people who don't get the privileges that a lot of other people do. The underinsured is what the Evers Care Clinic is for. Um, so the main portion of Evers Care Clinic is providing emergency food bags for patients, and any UMC provider can say, hey, I think this person, this patient is not getting enough food at home, or they're not... They don't have a way to get to their doctor's appointments. Mm. They are having some issues with their housing. So they make referrals to the Evers Care Clinic, and the Evers Care Clinic tries to address those issues. A lot of times when people or providers will make recommendations for healthy outcomes or healthy lifestyle practices, they're not even going to think about those things right. until they've got housing secure, or um, they don't even have a way to get to the grocery store. They don't have a way to get to their doctor's appointments. So those are the things that we focus on trying to help before we even try to address how to be healthier. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm lucky in the fact that I get to kind of live in this world and and work with people on, you know, making food changes and physical activity changes and those types of things. And so, you know, I'm kind of confronted with that very frequently. You know, I never want to recommend food to people that have trouble getting food, you know. So all of our patients, when they come through um, lifestyle medicine, get a social determinants of health evaluation and we look at things like do you have access to to foods are you able to pay for them you know do you ever run out of money before the end of the month and not able to get food Um, and that's the one that you know we tend to think about more is the food insecurity piece Um, but there's also the you know I've noticed that you've missed several of your doctor's appointments you know what's kind of keeping you from being able to get there and it can be transportation issues um I sent somebody the other day that needed help finding somewhere to wash their clothes, and you guys got them taken care of. And so really when we're thinking about taking care of the whole person and making sure that we support the things that are going to impact their health, um, we have to, to look into those things. So it's really cool, I think, that UMC has um, has this clinic. And you mentioned emergency food bags. Um, that is a great resource to be able to, to kind of tide folks over if their SNAP benefits maybe have not um, lasted the entire month or kind of, you know, on the fly emergencies, you know, where it just you're, you just don't have enough to make it through. So we always want to help people stretch their money or their SNAP benefits when they go to the store. And so that's kind of what we're going to spend a little bit of time um, today on and how do we start because I know I start with planning planning is the first step to uh, budget eats absolutely I agree um, you cannot go to a grocery store without a plan you cannot make well, a you grocery can. list <laughs> <laughs> you can you but it will correct. not end well um, if I do not recommend it yes uh, have a plan in mind when you are making your grocery list when you are checking out your 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 stock of inventory mm-hmm. in your cabinets. Have a plan before you go to the grocery store. Have a, it, there, you've got to have a plan for every single part of where you are mm-hmm. in your eating process. Um, that can be based on having coupons at hand. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people just shop based on what coupons are available. 
now we did talk about this earlier. Mm-hmm. Coupons do not mean that you have to buy those items. So <laughs> just because it's on sale does not mean that you need it. Yes. Dave Ramsey says that a lot, actually. Yeah. Just because you have a coupon for it does not mean you need it. Does not it. mean you have to buy it. No. But and, and I did I did it this past um, this past week. I was at the grocery store and I had a plan. Like I knew I was getting stuff for, for Taco Tuesday, and I normally would get X brand, and there was a coupon just right there in front of my face, and it was like bye this brand and use this coupon but the trick was you had to buy two of it and I didn't need two of it but I was like but there's a coupon so I got the coupon I bought the two things and then when I got to the register I was exhausted and I left the coupon in my pocket so now I just have two of those things for no reason but that's okay see even the experts fall that's right we we can all fall to it so but having that plan Mm -hmm. really does kind of keep you you're more likely to stay on track right Um, and they put that coupon right at I level too it's just just and just grab me yeah and then they even mail them to you Kroger's really good at sending they you will the coupons mail you. for the things that you, you already buy yeah they do which is very clever if you use your um your loyalty card mm-hmm. it keeps track of what you purchase and uh, they will send you coupons that are um, kind of targeted to what you get what i like about that is normally like if you're cutting coupons from the newspaper or magazines or these kinds of things then there's never usually coupons for fresh items for like produce it's very rare that there's one in there for that but if that's what you buy at the store then i at least i get coupons um from from kroger to me that you know maybe for salad greens or um you know bulk fruit that kind of thing so that's a way to kind of get get some of those things in there but you know if you don't need it or you have 12 at home, mm-hmm. you probably don't need to, yeah. to buy more. And so that's what you mentioned, kind of taking stock of what you have. And that's the way I start with planning. So, and I actually posted on my social media this weekend, my meal plan for the week, not because I need you to copy my meal plan. I'm not saying that at all, but just the way that I think about what I'm going to be munching on for the week. You know, yeah. I usually start um, with breakfast and thinking about breakfast. And I usually only pick one or two things that I'm going to have for breakfast. What I get, irritated about when I find like meal plans online or um, you pick up a magazine and it's like, you know, here's a four week meal plan for a healthy spring or whatever. They're fine, but they can be relatively complicated. Mm-hmm. And they're and there's 14,000 ingredients. And yes. they want you to make all these things all in one day. And I'm like, yeah. And th- there's like five different breakfasts uh-huh. and you have to buy five different sets of ingredients for that. And it can be very, very pricey. So and it's just not necessary. No. You we, don't have to eat a different breakfast every single day. No. I have I have pretty much the same thing for breakfast every day. I have oatmeal and fruit and, and coffee, and that's just my routine. Every now and then, I may you know if I've got some bananas that are doing the the slow death on the the counter, then I may make some banana nut muffins. <laughs> or y'all know what I'm talking about to those the zombie. those two little sad uh-huh. bananas that are just uh, slowly dying over there. Um, but by and large, I have oatmeal and. And fruit and coffee. Uh, and then I move to dinners next um, and, and plan my dinners. And then I, when I'm planning my dinners, I think about ways that I can kind of double duty some ingredients. I'm not a huge leftover fan, but I do like to batch things. So like this week for my lunches, I'm having pasta salad a couple times. So we had pasta last night. So I just boiled extra pasta last night so that I could use it um, during the week and, and kind of speed up my prep time mm-hmm. that way. 
Yeah, that's what I do. Except I love leftovers. I am the person <laughs> that will eat something for two weeks straight. Yeah. And I like to enjoy or looking forward to something. Yeah. Uh, but the people who are the anti-leftover crew are really hard to meal prep for because yeah. those are the ones that they're like, meal prepping is leftover food. So yeah. why would I want to prepare something right. and then have leftovers when I don't like leftovers? Yeah. So you have to think about, I, I am fine with using the ingredient yeah. twice. I just got to, it's got to look different than yeah. it did the first time <laughs> I had it. All right, guys, you're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Josie Bidwell. Joining me today is a registered dietitian, Rebecca Butts. And we are talking about eating right when money is tight. And we started off the show talking about planning and why that's so important. And, you know, I'll kind of wrap that up with, with reiterating what you said about taking stock of what you have in the house um what the way i do it after i have my plan i also have like a little a little binder and i i promise this is not as labor intensive as as it sounds it's really not um i have a little binder that has like our most frequent meals that we have in it and the ingredients you need for that and i just whatever i've decided for the week i just peruse through and say all right i have this i have this i have this i have this and i just make my list off the stuff that i need to pick up for that so that i don't buy like 12 things of garlic powder or you know um the worst one is around the holidays the poultry seasoning i swear i have 10 cans of poultry seasoning in my cabinet because i'm like do i have that i don't know let me just get another one you know um so knowing what you have um is really good another strategy for that and that's actually one you um uh, talked to me about was just keeping a running list at home so like when you run out of something go ahead and popping it on a on a list Mm -hmm. there i keep a running list at all times on my phone notepad or the notes app yeah. on your phone it is always open always a grocery list and as soon as my husband says hey we're out of parchment paper mm-hmm. i'm like okay well, i got to add it to the grocery list yeah. so that helps but as soon as i realize i'm out of garlic powder and i'm in the middle of a recipe mm-hmm. i forget to add it to my list that's yeah. that would help if you plan ahead yeah. <laughs> but life happens and life happens. you're not ever you're not always going to be on top of it yeah, um, yeah. but Keeping a running list is the best recommendation I have for people who are planning to save money at the store. Yeah, and we have a um, an Alexa, and you can tell her to add things to your grocery list. Which do not teach your children how to do this, mm. because you will get to the store and there will just be all kinds of things on your grocery <laughs> list that you're real sure you. Did not put on there, nor do you need. And, and you know, cocoa puffs. Uh huh. I, I smile because I'm like. Nice try, little one. Uh-huh. Nice try, but I'm not falling for it today. All right, so um, following your favorite brands on social media, that's a good one. That is, but that's only if you are a big fan of that brand. Mm-hmm. Now, that brand is not always going to be the cheapest thing at the store, but if you are a diehard nor Chicken. Blue plate mayonnaise. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> People are very opinionated right. about their mayonnaise brands. Yeah. So, you know, if you're like a, it has to be Dukes mm-hmm. or Hellman's or whatever, follow that particular Absolutely. brand. And, you know, that works for, for me because I use a lot of um, maybe some more specialty products, you know, since I don't do a lot of dairy and those kinds of things. So, you know, I, I like cashew yogurt, which is, there's only one brand of that floating around. So I follow that them, you know. does not have a wide yeah, variety. We don't have a wide variety of cashew. cashew yogurt but that's okay um and so i follow them on social media and they will you'll see um you know kind of specials that are going on those kinds of things you can register on websites 
for um, coupons, that kind of stuff there. Shopping around sales is really important, too, because if you know that you're going to, let's say meat is Mm -hmm. something that if you are a meat eater, that's something that's going to be the biggest portion of your grocery bill each month. So if you buy when a meat is on sale, that's going to be the cheapest time to get it. Um, Freezing meat is not a problem. Mm -hmm. So buy it when it's on sale. Freeze what you don't use. And then use those things as the month comes through. Um, But go ahead. When you get those things home from the store, don't put them in your fridge and be like, I will I will break them down and put them into smaller packages at a later date. You are you are lying to yourself. They will just sit in that refrigerator and go bad. Right. And that, you know, I think that's another way we waste a ton of money um, is buying things and kind of letting them just Mm -hmm. slowly go to waste, slowly, slowly die in the in the fridge or whatever. So, um, you know, and think about what you'll need to put it up. You know, are you going to wrap it in parchment paper? Is it going to go in freezer bags, those kinds of things and make sure you have those things on on hand yeah, when you go there. Yeah, it's a commitment to really have a good plan on a, in a grocery list, but yeah. it's worth it in the end. It is, it is. And then let's talk about once we get to the actual store. Okay, so we're we're there, and I know my number one tip, which is to not go when you're hungry. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everything sounds good. So either bring a snack mm-hmm. or just go right after a meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, except on Saturdays and Sundays, because it seems like everybody is out there. Everybody does that. Everybody does that. (laughs) Yeah. But have a plan when you get there. And once you get there, stick to that list. Mm -hmm. That um, is the whole reason why you made the list. Um, If if you're there hungry, too, you're going to buy a whole lot more than what you planned on with that list. Because uh, how many times have you been to the grocery store with... Uh, a family member who was like, mm, I think we need these. And are you hungry or do you actually need that? Yeah, you, you do. And uh, again, it's having that plan, but, you know, having that snack before you go, because usually if you get hungry while you're shopping, it's not, you're not like, oh, I'm going to go get some apples. It's going to be a salty something or a really mm-hmm. sweet something, some kind of processed something. Because as when you see it, your brain goes, hmm, I remember what that tastes like. Mm. Oh, my gosh, it's so delicious and yummy, and I'm starving, and I could eat it really, really quick. So, you know, you're just kind of setting yourself up for buying some things that you may not necessarily really even want right. if you weren't And that's a good starving. segue into the items that are more prepared and ready to eat for you are the items that are going to be more costly. Mm-hmm. So if you were buying raw or whole bulk items you are more likely to save money because you have to be the labor and they didn't the the manufacturer didn't have to pay for the labor to prepare the food to be ready to eat so the closer to the most original product that you can get the better you are better off you are yeah and you know it's always a trade-off so you know you have to kind of examine your kind of lifestyle and when i say lifestyle i mean like you know, how busy are you going to be after work? You know, what's the time frame you have to get things on the table? And then what your what your budget is for that? Because you can take some help from the store with convenience items. I mean, you can get, um, you know, uh, onions and peppers and things that are already chopped up. <clears throat> But you're going to pay more for those, you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's a trade off there. If you're really watching, um, you know, watching the, the budget, then getting a big old bag of onions and chopping them yourself. And I just use my food processor when I have like a whole bag of onions to do like that and just it in the food really processor and then put them in little freezer bags and, mm-hmm. and pop them in the freezer. I you actually know. just recently had a huge, huge head of cabbage 
that I made so many. I made egg roll in a bowl, and I made roasted cabbage. I, I ate cabbage for a week <laughs> on maybe a third of the head of cabbage, mm-hmm. and I had so much cabbage left over, and I was like, I hate to waste this food. Mm-hmm. So I sliced it up real small and put it in the freezer, and it still looks like it's going to mm-hmm. be good when I pull it yeah. out. So a lot of times, be prepared to yeah. use the full potential of your food. And my really hippie thought, too, on that is – if you want to, you can boil down all those wasteful mm-hmm. orange peels or onion peels or the head of the okra that you cut off, the stem piece. Mm-hmm. Boil those down into a stock. Yeah. Make a vegetable stock. That way you don't have to buy some broth or stock. Not that that's insanely expensive these days like eggs are. But, <laughs> but you know, you can control the amount of salt you put in there as well because we want to – you know, eat on a budget, but we also want to eat for health, mm-hmm. which sometimes can seem kind of incongruent with mm-hmm. each other. Uh, and, you know, salt in our diet is primarily from packaged products. And, you know, I often talk about where you spend your, your money, per se, in terms of, you know, low sodium or no sodium added products, because they are expensive, more expensive than the, the regular, mm-hmm. um, regular product a lot of times. If it's something that you can drain and rinse, like a, a bean or a vegetable, you know, I don't necessarily think you have to spend your money on the uh, low right. sodium version of that um, if, if money is tight because you can drain and rinse that and it will take about a quarter of the salt out of it. But something like a stock or a soup, you you can't drain that like you, you just <laughs> pour it down the sink, it which is good. definitely wasting your money, you know. So, um, you know, purchasing the lower sodium option of that may be more expensive, but you can make it at home. And I, I mean, I do it. I keep a Ziploc bag in my freezer and the peels that I take off, like when I peel my carrots, when I cut the ends off my um, onions, um, the little um, wrappers off of my garlic, all that kind of stuff. I just throw them in there. And then when the bag gets full, I'm like, well, it's it's stock time. You I know? feel like it should be said that you're supposed to take the little stickers off of the vegetables before you boil them. Yes, I think that is an excellent tip <laughs> that um, is the wrong kind of fiber that we're going for. <laughs> so don't, don't do that. Um, but then you can boil that down and you can put it in a mason jar and put it in the fridge if you're going to use it right away or what i like to do is put it in like an old-fashioned ice cube tray Mm. if those still exist i have some from like 1974 um, and let them freeze and then pop the frozen cubes out into a ziploc bag that way if i'm just making a sauce or something like that and i want to add a little bit of extra flavor to it i just pop a couple of those cubes in there and for your plant ladies you can pour that bowl of nutrient water into your plants too oh to help them grow yeah i am i love to eat plants i plant <laughs> my house is where plants go to die you so i i am i do i mm-mm. i'm trying to keep two cats a husband and two kids alive so that's where my focus is on that Touché. yes i do do a garden every year um but i pick really hardy things that require very little attention from me but house plants are not they're not for my jam. So growing green onions after you. Yes. That's my favorite thing to do is you can use all up to the green onion piece where it turns white. Put that in either some really wet dirt or a, a little bit of water in your mm-hmm. water uh, or in the window and water it whenever the water evaporates. And I'm telling you, those things just keep on going. They do. They do. It's and um, you can also do that with uh, carrot tops and lettuce and lettuce, like a, a romaine. I've uh-huh. done romaine. Um Celery, too. Celery, absolutely. The, my favorite is the carrot because I enjoy carrot top greens 
in mm. things. And somebody asked me this week, actually, they said, you can eat those. I'm like, well, I've been eating them and I'm okay. So I think you can. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope you can. But yes, so you treat them like, like an herb, right? So I put them in pestos. Um, I make um, like almost like a little chimichurri sauce with them and put them over my, over the roasted carrots or just throw them in salads. They have a really nice peppery little bite to them there. Um, and so I regrow those routinely. And then you can also, and if you've got like one little sad clove of garlic left you can do the same thing and once it kind of starts to sprout then you can take it out and plant it um and in the magic of nine to twelve months you will have some more garlic it's a commitment that one's a commitment there all of this is a commitment you've got to really be committed to saving your money but as long as you have a plan and you know what you're doing ahead of time Mm -hmm. go into it with confidence what about at the produce aisle how do we save money at the produce aisle um if you are not into organic stuff avoid the organic it it is it is not the cheapest thing out there but it's also not necessary to have all All organic organic. food so conventional grown foods are just as healthy they just have a little less pesticide use on uh on their outsides yes um buying seasonally is really helpful that one yes buying locally is also helpful Mm -hmm. Uh, buying when things are on sale so Usually the things that are most expensive when they're not in season, and that is, yeah, it's painful to yeah. buy asparagus when it's not in season. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go with a plan, right, but with some flexibility in that plan. So actually I was going to do um, asparagus when I went grocery shopping yesterday, but it was like four ninety nine a pound, and the green beans were two ninety nine a pound. Mm. So I just got green beans mm-hmm. instead because they're relatively similar vegetable and they're going to cook up the same way and so shopping the sale allowed me to do that a little bit and then you know don't forget your freezer section for that produce that's out of season because it's actually got more nutrition in it right than the one that is out of season but over in the fresh aisle typically the frozen and the canned are preserved at their peak or their their they are picked at their peak ripeness for their ultimate amount of nutrients that they are ever going to have and then they are flash frozen or preserved right at the time that they are as fresh as they're going to get so usually the nutrient profile is exactly the same as if you were going to get it fresh so if if you need some shelf stable fresh then produce in the can section and frozen section is a-okay as long as those ingredients are still just broccoli right and not not broccoli and cheese yes so flip it over look at those ingredients you know and look for added salts added sugars you know in syrup or you know in butter sauce those kinds of things are usually mean they've got a whole bunch of stuff added to them now in terms of organic you know if you if that is important to you and you want um you want to you know where should you spend the money if you're going to eat the whole thing like you're going to eat the peel on the Mm -hmm. outside of it that's where i spend my organic money um not so much on a banana that i'm going to peel and throw that away but my grapes i try and get organic because i'm going to munch on that that Mm -hmm. whole thing there yeah, you don't peel your grapes. That's well, good. you could, but that would be a drag. You're listening to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Josie Bidwell. Joining me in the studio today is Rebecca Butts. She's a registered dietitian, and we're talking about ways to stretch your food budget and still have healthy meals. And we will go down to Mobile and say good morning to Mikey. How can we help you? Hey, um, I, I hope I'm not butting in or being obnoxious, but I've got several um, 
things that have helped me out. Well, that, that means they will probably help somebody else out. So go ahead and lay them on me. That's what I'm hoping, you know. So I can hear the things that you, y'all probably know being experts, but uh, it, some of it took me a time to teach myself. So, okay, here we go. Um, number one, um, citrus fruits. Uh, if you buy a bag of lemons, it's much less expensive than buying one lemon at a time. Mm-hmm. They can be frozen whole. Um, uh, in this time of year, when you're doing something with peppers, jarred peppers can be just great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And uh, coleslaw, even prepared coleslaw, I found can be um, fridged into, like, oh, maybe you bought it. I bought containers of set of cheese and uh at, at a good price and then um i put the you know half of the container of cos- coleslaw into that because i knew i wouldn't eat it all in one week and it's still great after two weeks hmm. okay 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 and um uh let's see another uh something else this one <laughs> now i ain't gonna tell you the big one yet <laughs> you're gonna think it's really crazy okay the uh the freezer bag thing. Mm-hmm. I was speaking with a lady in, in the grocery store um, the other day while we were waiting in line. Um, and I pointed out to her that she was talking about, now, I, I don't do meats and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, I do other things. And I just, she had, you know, some uh, a bag, a, a box of the freezer bag things. And I said, well, have you tried um, lining them with the less expensive um, uh, fold-over type bags gotcha and so kind of double bagging it uh-huh <laughs> you know it's like she said maybe i could use wax paper i don't think wax paper might work as well probably um parchment paper would, mm-hmm. but that's going to be more work hey i'm also because as i pointed out to her the thing is you take that the less expensive bag out and you don't even have to rinse or you know hyper rinse or wash i got what you're saying I, I got gotcha. you. I'm, I'm, I'm not just about thrift. I'm, I'm about being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called energy okay, efficient. But, <laughs> You're being energy okay, efficient. Now, okay, well, here's the most geofficient one that I have discovered here lately. Mushrooms were um, very inexpensive for a while. And after a couple or three weeks, I started looking at it and going, you know, there ought to be some opportunity here. Well, I've got this room that I heat with... Um, <laughs> A rotating heater, <laughs> and I put the. It finally dawned on me. Okay, so take one of these paper bags, split them open, um, put it inside a crate. You know, one layer on, on. You turn it on its side. One layer on top. One on the bottom. Away from. Now this does not have to be right in front of the heater. This can. This is was a. It's a chair height. It's actually it's on top of where my dog crate is with other boxes on top of it. But if you do that and you spread them out, you're in a room that's already, this is why your skin dries out so much, right? <laughs> when we're in this freezing, God bless those folks in the Northeast, you know, mm. uh, even down here. The, this, the mushrooms dry Perfectly. Ah, uh, got you. Like a little homemade dehydrator that you mm-hmm. had going on I there. I want to add to that, too. I have actually dehydrated some mushrooms because I grow mushrooms in my backyard. Oh, look at you. Fun fact, it's really difficult to do. Um, but I was <laughs> That start- counts me out. <laughs> I was trying to start a little mushroom farm in mm-hmm. my backyard. And um, 
dehydrating them was fun, and they actually do last a long time mm-hmm. in the fridge if they are uh, not not fresh anymore. They are dehydrated, but they are still full of nutrients. That's wonderful. Well, of course, I, I, I do put them in glass jars. Uh-huh. Recycled mm-hmm. coffee, instant coffee jars, you know, once they're at the right. You just got to work with it. You know how that yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, anyhow. Thank y'all for helping me so much with all these years. Oh, well, you're so welcome. Thank you for um, listening and for giving us a call today. Thank you, ma'am. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Um, so I really like the um, the tip about the the freezer bags. And so I'm going to break it down a little bit. You can, at the grocery store, you can buy like a big package of chicken and the chicken breasts are individually wrapped so that you can only do like one chicken breast or two chicken breasts. Like if you're, you know, if you live alone or it's just you and a, um, a partner that, that live there, but that's very costly, um, to, to have those. So what I think she's saying is like take your, um, your chicken breasts or whatever meat it is you're doing, put it in like a single serve in one of those kind of cheaper fold over plastic bags. And then, or you could probably do it in like just wrap them in saran wrap and then put those individually wrapped ones in a bigger bag in the freezer. That way they don't freezer burn. Um, but then you can just take out one or two that you need. Um, especially if you're making a soup or something like that, you don't need a whole big old pack of, of chicken breasts mm-hmm. um, for that. So yeah. that's a great tip there. I thought everybody did that. I That's oh. my first thing I go to as soon as I get done from the grocery store. I put the chicken in the from the big old mm-hmm. pack individually wrap one or two of them in little girl you grow your own mushrooms you are in a you're in a different you're in a different league than than some of us are but um when i was moving from meat being the focus of a lot of my meals to more plant-based um nutrition one of the ways that kind of eased into that or eased my eased my husband into that anyway was to use less meat and add veggies to it and that can be a budget saver mm-hmm. too and speaking of mushrooms which mikey was saying that <laughs> yep. you can use mushrooms as a meat replacement or add them to stretch your meat and make it go further so if you only have a half a ground of or a half a pound of ground beef and you want to make burgers for several people then add some um some kind of vegetable mm-hmm. um you can add eggs which not today maybe but uh <laughs> when they are back to normal prices yeah. um also Turkey is a really good replacement for beef if you're not going to do the no meat option. Right. Or do a meatless option one day a week. One day a week, yeah. Or two days of the week. Do it less. Um, As long as you've got a protein prioritized, though. So if you are just going to eat a meatless meal, you still need to have a protein or fat Mm -hmm. so that you are satiated. A lot of times when people first jump into meatless anything, they forget that there are satiating foods that are still right. required for yeah. being full after a meal. So if you have... Um, and that make our palate happy, you know? Right, yes. So eating just the carbs is not mm-hmm. going to be a good way to use your money. Because then you're just going to eat more. It's right. not going to be satiating. And then you're going to end up using more of your groceries that you weren't planning to do. Yeah. And so, I mean, mushrooms are a favorite one for us. Um, I mean, we we use complete mushrooms now. But when we started, it was, you know, half a pound mm-hmm. of ground beef and chopped up mushrooms um, work really well for like spaghetti. Have you um, ever used textured vegetable protein? I have TVP. Um, it and I, there are a couple of bags of it in my freezer um, for like emergency uh-huh. emergencies. <laughs> But, you know, and we tried it when we were first moving um, to eating more plants. And, I mean, it, it gives you a similar mouth feel and those kinds of things. So I don't hate it, but I would rather 
seaweed yep. a, a whole product because it's uh-huh. cheaper too. A can of beans is cheaper than any of these kind of processed mm-hmm. products that we have out there. So um, spaghetti was easy to do. And then we actually um, taco, I've said taco Tuesday a couple of times, but I do love taco Tuesday. I think everybody loves, everybody taco, loves Tuesday. taco Tuesday. That's a really easy one to turn meatless mm-hmm. um, because you know you make burritos and you stuff it with beans and rice and, and that kind of stuff um, or if you're doing um, tacos then you know you can do lentils and mushrooms together there it's a really easy one to do because it's it's just there as a vehicle for the seasonings mm-hmm. you know Absolutely. so that's a, a way to kind of stretch it either having a completely meat free meal or or having a, a half and half that way, your pound of ground meat that you buy lasts for two meals instead of just yeah, yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a way to kind of low key sneak some veggies in there if your oh, if your yeah. kid may not be that uh, that big on the veggie train. Taco and nacho dinners are the easiest way to get lots of fruits and vegetables in mm-hmm. because we forget that salsa is still a oh, yeah. produce. Yeah, absolutely. Fruit, botanically speaking. So. I know. I said that last week. I was like, well, it's sort of a fruit, yeah. but we're just going to we're going to go with it. Um, another tip that you told me about at the grocery store is averting your eyes from eye level because the mo- most expensive products are typically there. Yeah, the grocery yeah. stores know how we shop. Yeah. They see that you are only shopping at eye level and they put all the most expensive or the brand name or the things that are going to make them the most money. It's clever, but it's it's wreaking havoc on our wallets sometimes so so when you look, look up or look down up or down and you will find the cheaper items usually if it's the same item available mm-hmm. um now that rule does not apply exclusively to the shelf i mean yeah. you have to look across you still have to look at the ingredients and make sure that you're not getting duped right. um that reminds me the unit price oh, of an yeah. item is not necessarily the retail price of what you want to see so compared sometimes you'll see that uh, a 12 ounce tub of yogurt is a certain price and a 10 ounce tub of yogurt is the same price but if you're looking at the unit price versus mm-hmm. the retail price you can see the difference of prices and sometimes get you get tricked sometimes out of a couple of it and a lot of times of it's a smaller number on the little um, label that says how much something costs it'll say per ounce or per unit yes. price or whatever there and so that you just kind of compare those two things um, and see which one is the is the better bang for your buck if you're going to be if it's not perishable and you feel like you'll be able to use it um, up before it goes bad and then store brand and generics are they just Absolutely. as good just as good just like medicines usually the generic medicine and the generic grocery store all uh, the items are usually the same exact items, just not with a fancy name brand. Sometimes on it. they're even co-packed in the same, right. the same location. Not fair, but yeah. that, that always trying to make a buck off of us. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today here on Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit. I'm Josie Bidwell, joined by Rebecca Butts, and we've been talking about ways to stretch your food dollar while still having healthy, nutritious meals. And in this last uh, few minutes of the show, I want to talk about ways to reduce waste. And I like to think about double duty products, right? So when you go to the store and you're, you know, you have your list that you need and your recipes that you're making, think about items that can be adapted to be used in multiple ways, like uh, yogurt, right? So plain yogurt can be used in so many different ways, not just as a like a as parfait, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. How something can be used, and it, it, 
what I meant to say is something can be added to your grocery store list as soon as you run out of it. As mm-hmm. soon as I've got like a spoonful left of yogurt, I put it on my my grocery list immediately. Um, that can be used for sour cream as a topping mm-hmm. or uh, buttermilk in your cornbread. Mm-hmm. And I have even used it as a replacement for oil because I didn't have oil yeah. one day. And when I was making a cake for some money, uh, it can be used as a, like a parfait, like you yeah. said, uh, add some granola and some sweetener. Um, it really is the best way to stretch. Now, another thing similar to yogurt is a really large pork butt. If you Google what to do with leftover pulled pork, there are so (laughs) many blogs out there for things that just use leftover meats like that. So using things several times, cooking one thing and making it used across several different uh, recipes throughout the week is a good recommendation. Um, and then they are the hearty items too. So like I said earlier, we, we want to shop when things are on sale. So if, if you're going to buy some meat, then you want to buy it when it's on sale and then cook a lot of it mm-hmm. and save it. Yeah. And think about those things that tend to go bad the quickest in your refrigerator. So we were talking about berries over the break because berries have a very short shelf life um, a lot of times. So um, I love to have fresh berries, but I do tend to try and eat them at the beginning of the week so that I use mm-hmm. use them up before the end of the week where I may have my, my heartier fruit like my apples or you know oranges, those kinds of things that are going to last for a longer amount of time. Um, as well as um, that that poor container of lettuce that mm-hmm. I feel like everybody buys a box of spring mix and then it just they want to sell it in five pound tubs and then it just dies on yeah. the shelf. So what I've taken to do in there is because we all have this good intention. We think I'm gonna have a salad. Right. And so we buy that so we can have a salad. But you don't have to have spring mix to have a salad. Any uh, like hearty green can be a base for a salad. So I buy um spinach like baby spinach because you can use that in your salad but last night i had pasta i threw a couple of handfuls of it into my pasta the night before we had lentil soup i put a couple of handfuls over into my lentil soup so i was able to use up all of that spinach i had a salad one night but i didn't have to have you know a spinach salad yeah, for six nights is in a row a really versatile mm-hmm. vegetable and to make it last longer put a paper towel in it and it soaks up some of the moisture before mm-hmm. you're lettuce or your spinach does and it goes bad faster because it soaked up moisture mm-hmm. from first and if you see like a leaf that's getting a little uh-huh get that baby out getting a little <laughs> sludgy go ahead and get that thing out because it'll spoil the whole doggone thing but add it to your recipe but I, yeah, that's right don't throw it away just go ahead <laughs> and smuck it, smuck it in your soup it'll be fine um and then freezing those berries when they're you know if you've if you bought them on sale you got a big big variety of them big container of them um and you're just not going to be able to to use them all the way through tell me how you freeze those things yeah, I like to spread them out in a really flat pan, like a, a cookie sheet, and freeze them on the cookie sheet. That way they all freeze individually instead of all mushed up together. Because uh, sometimes there are those little mushy ones mm-hmm. that stick to another one. But if they are all separated on a flat pan, freeze them like that, and then you can dump them in a bag and keep them fresh for a very long time. Mm-hmm. When Frozen berries actually do better in baked goods, mm-hmm. too. So if you're ever going to make a 
muffin blueberry muffin recipe yeah they do well in that blueberries where it's at yeah well they don't they don't um turn your muffin batter purple Uh uh, because they're frozen like fresh ones sometimes get a little smooshed and you'll you'll get it around in there um that way but there's tons of different strategies that you can can do out there to to make those things last a little bit longer and then kind of our our parting tip which i think is really smart is to do a five minute inventory of your fridge at least twice a week and look for what is starting to look sad Mm -hmm. and that you just go look this is not what i need to use this is not going to last much longer and think about ways that you can either chop it up and freeze it um go ahead and cook it off and freeze it if you're not ready to use it right away um or um get creative and have like a everything in the kitchen omelet those work great you know i love an everything but the kitchen sink soup oh yeah just to get rid of all the leftover ingredients just throw it all in there and you usually wind up with something that just tastes absolutely amazing and you're like what now what did i do what all did i put (laughs) what all did i put in there i should have written this down down. usually because somebody's gonna say girl that was good what's the recipe i'm like i I don't know it just lives in my head i'm so sorry (laughs) um but you know i hope we've given you guys some some tips and tricks today on how to plan um how to kind of go armed with a list when you go to the store and try and stick to that but also some strategies once you're at the store to um, stretch your food dollar a little bit more while still making sure that we're focusing on good quality protein that we're trying to get fruits and veggies in there that we're trying to get um, whole grains as well um, while feeding and nourishing your family um, but staying within a budget all right rebecca thank you so much for coming on with me today southern remedy is a production of mpb think radio and is funded in part by a grant from ummc i'm josie bidwell nurse practitioner at ummc and southern remedy healthy and fit is produced by kevin farrell with the podcast producer jermaine flood tune in to mpb think radio every weekday morning at 11 for the full southern remedy lineup this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.